Hey everyone, welcome to the GDL podcast. We're excited to talk some health and fitness on today's episode. But before we jump in, please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channel. That will help YouTube, Spotify, and the rest of our platforms know that we're putting out quality content. It will also help support us in our journey of helping others. Thanks guys, enjoy. Welcome to episode number eight. Our guest today is a military veteran who belonged to the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment, opened his own CrossFit gym upon leaving the Army, CrossFit Dunbar Cave Lab, uh, certified personal trainer from the world's strongest gym, Westside Barbell, and brings a fresh perspective on balanced and focused training based on intent, but really it applies to every area in life. Matt Biolsi, welcome to the show. Kyle, thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. So, um, before we jump in, obviously we know each other, but can you tell the audience a little more about yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm originally from uh, New York City. Uh, had no real direction in life, so I ended up joining the Army. Uh, did the Army for uh, 11 years. Um, it was in the Army that I f- originally found you know, physical fitness and realized how poorly I was uh, you know, in that area of life. So I started to, you know, dabble in all types of areas from, from bodybuilding to just powerlifting to whatever. And, uh, and that's when I found CrossFit. Uh, I found CrossFit around 2010 and, uh, started, started doing it, fell in love with it. Uh, got all my, uh, got my level one, you know, right after getting my level one toyed around with that for a couple months and then went and got my level two and, uh, you know, stayed with it and now got out in, uh, 2014. Got my CrossFit level three, which is uh, right now the highest level you can get uh, in the CrossFit world. And uh, that's where I found, you know, things like Westside, things like Olympic lifting and everything else. So I just started dabbling in all those areas. So got out in 2014, opened my own gym, uh, CrossFit Dunbar Cave. And, uh, you know, it's history's ever since. Yeah, yeah. So I actually joined, uh, I think, a few months after you guys opened. That's when we first met, late 2014. Yeah, like right. Yeah, you you joined maybe two or three months after we opened. Yep, yep. And I, you know, similar to you, I was you know a soldier at the time. You know, lots of endurance training, right? With physical training at, at Fort Campbell, lots of running. Basically, um, all you do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all you can do. And I came to you, and you know, you asked, you know, what were my goals, and I said I want to get stronger. You're like, all right, you're in the right place. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, since then, I've I've gotten a chance to train at a lot of different facilities and see different people's programming, and uh, I keep going back to yours, right? Just because the intent is there, you you know what you want your athletes to accomplish. You know, you, you preach mobility, so wanted to bring you on and, and talk through some of that stuff and what your approach is. Yeah, absolutely, brother. That's what that's what we're here for. Good stuff, <laughs> man. Well, uh, yeah. Like, like I said, I think our discussion is going to be in the context of fitness, but there's a lot of links to other aspects in life um, that, that I'm excited to talk about. But uh, first, I wanted to t- touch on the importance of intent. You know, what, what do you want to accomplish and what's the most efficient way to go about it? And then the importance of circumstances, right? So your um, approach based on where you are in life and, and what's going on. Um, and then anything else you want to share with folks that you think would be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Well, let's start with intent. You know, when, when you're working with athletes, what, what's your approach to, to programming? Yeah. So, uh, we, you know, following the West side method, uh, 
we will always do a maximal effort lift one, you know, twice during the week. And then we do dynamic effort lifts, you know, twice during the week. And basically what we do is we take a percentage of what we did on Monday and Wednesday, and then we do the dynamic effort work on Friday. And by dynamic effort, I mean, we are trying to move the bar as fast as we can on the earlier days, the maximal effort days, we're trying to lift as heavy as we can on those particular days. Uh, you know, obviously when we go for those, the goal would be to hit a new PR, hit a new record. Anytime we go into the gym and try to go, for example, if I'm going for a back squat, one rep max, my goal, my intent, if you will, is going to be to hit a new PR. So let's say it's 315 pounds on a back squat. You know, that would be my goal for the day, but that doesn't necessarily have to be what happens. And that's okay. You know, um, my goal is to push my body on that particular day as hard as I can to see what I can hit, you know? And then later on the week, we go for that dynamic effort work where I'll take a percentage of what I did and try to move the bar as fast as I can, you know, um, kind of like a slow lift on a Monday and then a fast lift on a Friday type of thing. Yep. And then there's lots of variety when it comes to those lifts, right? I mean, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and you can do that with anything you can, you can do it. Uh, you can do it with a front squat. You can do an overhead squat. You can do deadlifts. You can do bench press. You can do overhead press, whatever your, whatever your intent is on that particular day, whatever lift you're trying to, you know, get stronger at. Yep. So you're, you're combining the two things that, that people don't normally like to do, right? Like the max out effort and then stripping what 40 to 50% off the bar and working on speed. Exactly. That's, you know, and that's, and that's, uh, one of those things that people just kind of confuse. They're either really slow lifters or they're like CrossFitters and they're really fast lifters, but you know, few people go and try to hit both their, uh, fast switch fiber muscles and their slow twitch fiber muscles. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that you're really good at, um, and your programming, right. Is, is have, having that balanced approach, you know, so you, you have that West side foundation, but you're really good at, um, coming up with metabolic conditioning workouts that don't interfere with the strength building, right. Which is where I think a lot of gym owners or people that program fail. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that a lot. I see, you know, even in this, in my town, like in my small town, I see a lot of people with it. They kind of overdo, they overtrain, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of these lifts. Uh, for example, for, let's, let's just, for example, say we're back squatting again during our back squat cycle. We're, we're, we're working that strength. We're working the fast movement of the back squats, but then during our metabolic conditioning workouts or our CrossFit style workouts, we're not going to back squat at all. We're going to do lifts that build up the muscle groups around the back squat. For example, we'll do, a, we'll do some deadlifts to build up the posterior chain. We'll do some goblet squats and kettlebell swings. Um, we'll do some stuff that pull-ups for the upper back for back squatting. Um, we'll do a lot of that stuff. That way we don't overtrain the back squat and we're still benefiting and we're still training ourselves to hit a new record on the back squat when we go for it again in one or two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it was funny. I was thinking about you, um, a little while ago, I went to a gym and, and the programming was like a five by five back squat followed by a 20 minute AMRAP, you know, with, with heavy weight. And I, I just felt like a wreck after. Right. So, um, you know, I think when you, you look at the programming, it's, you're, you're very, um, specific about what you want to get out of it for your athletes. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I see 
you know, one of the things I see a lot of times when I go to, you know, other gyms is they'll say, you know, again, we'll just use the back squat example. Oh, we're going to do five by five back squats. So they'll do, so that's 25 repetitions of back squats. Mm -hmm. That, that alone will take about 20 minutes to do if you do it correctly, warming up to it and everything Mm up. Uh, but then they'll immediately do a really, really long workout Mm -hmm. after that. And I'm like, well, you just, you know, you, you wasted all the energy on the five by five back squats, the chances of you maintaining a good, good form on your metabolic conditioning workout are slim, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you have to be able to balance the two. If you're going to do a long strength piece, you're going to have to do a short metabolic conditioning piece and vice versa. If it's going to be a short strength piece, then you can do a longer metabolic conditioning piece. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think the other piece that, that applies to a lot of other facets in life is you really have that long-term approach, right? You're not going to win it today with a good day of programming or this week with a good week of programming. It's really having that, that long-term approach and putting all those pieces, the right pieces in the right places for the long-term. Yeah. What I, what I've, uh, like, like you, I've, you know, I didn't just open my gym. There was a lot of traveling around. There was a lot of just sampling out other people's programming sampling what other people did right in my opinion what they did wrong um and a lot of times i don't think you know a lot of trainers have that long-term vision in their head what are you actually trying to do if if your goal is just to beat somebody down today and i you know i think you can you know speak on this you know in the army that's how it is you know you got the guy that whoever's run the physical training session of the day it's just trying to smoke everybody for the whole day. Yep. You know, just if, if I have everyone, you know, grabbing their arms and grabbing their hamstrings after the workout, I, I, I led a good workout today. Yep. That's not necessarily the case. You know, there has to be those beat down workouts, but there also has to be some re- restoration type workouts mm-hmm. where, you know, you walk away and you're breathing hard, you're gasping, you know, but at the same time you recover really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And you avoid injuries when, when the, the programming is well balanced and, uh, you know, the mobility work, uh, also has intent, right? So that was the other thing that I really love that, that you taught me was, you know, let's, let's be purposeful when we're, you know, stretching out for people who don't know what mobility is. It's really get being able to put your body in the right position for the different lifts. Is that accurate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people just do yoga or they'll do like, you know, in the army, you do the hamstring stretch standing or, you know, uh, the calf stretch, whatever the case may be, they'll just do all these stretches, but they don't necessarily put you in the positions. I see people that stretch out all the time. They say they go to yoga all the time, but mm-hmm. they can't get in a good back squat position because their joints are stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you have good, uh, you know, end range of your hamstrings, good end range of your shoulder muscles, that doesn't necessarily mean your shoulders the shoulder joint can actually get into the position it needs to be in for an overhead squat or your hips are going to get in a good position for a back squat. So, and that's what leads to injuries because if my hips are tight, another area of my body has to compensate for the lack of motion in the hips. So I'm, I may ride up on my toes and push a lot of, you know, push that stuff up. So it, it does take a, uh, a toll on you over time. You're not going to hurt yourself today. You may not hurt yourself tomorrow, but over time you're just overloading those joints, overloading those muscle tissues that lead you down a bad path. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think related to that, you know, when you talk to a lot of people that speak about getting back in shape, right, it always seems to turn to distance running 
or, you know, 30, 40 minutes on the elliptical, um, or people go to the gym and just, you know, do four by tens until they feel like they're going to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. The intent is not there. They don't have that desired end state before they, they start. No. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of why I like the maximal effort method and dynamic effort method that we, that we utilize. Um, you know, when they go, like, if you'll see it all the time, people will go to planet fitness and I'm not, you know, bashing planet fitness or any of these other gyms. Um, they'll, they'll walk in the gym, they'll jump on the treadmill and they have no intent when they go run the, you know, why mm-hmm. set your treadmill up to a six? What, mm-hmm. what are you intending to do with that treadmill at a six? You know, is it just to go four miles without stopping? Okay. That that's, you know, if you have that intent, then that's good. But a lot of times they don't necessarily know why they set it to a six. Yep. You know, if you want to get better, you have to, at some point, set it to a 6.5 and then a seven and then a 7.5. But you also need to recognize that you need to down, you know, you go, you got to go down on some days and let your body restore itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people are missing. They just don't have that intent when they go to the gym. You know, when we go to the maximal effort method, like I said, our goal is to go as heavy as we can on that particular day. We're going to push ourselves as heavy as we can go. And then it's the stimulus on the body that it can handle a heavy load, you know, and I know we apply this to everyday life. Um, and I tell people all the time, the gym is just, the gym is the most controlled setting you're ever going to be in. Uh, once you step outside the gym, that's when the chaos kicks in. Yep. Can your body handle a maximal effort load? You know, it's not necessarily going to be a back squat, but it may have to, you know, like we talked about before, you know, before we get start uh, recording, you know, in an emergency situation, that's a, that's a maximal effort situation, grabbing your kids and getting them out of the house. Yep. How fast can you run outside the house? That's a maximal effort situation that you're going to be in. Yep. Well, and I, I think when you talk about a, a maximal effort, you know, that, that seems a little scary to people that might be just starting their, their journey in fitness. Right. But I know yeah. you're a big believer in, in scaling. Right? Yeah. So can, can you talk a little bit about how that can be beneficial to your athletes? Oh yeah. So, uh, again, you know, maximal effort scare like that, that term scares a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's pushing your body as heavy as you can go, um, on that particular day. So, you know, scaling, scaling is something we all do every single day. I don't care who you are. Everyone that goes in the gym scales workouts, scales something mm-hmm. to their, body's ability on that particular day. So, you know, just cause stay on the topic of back squats, putting a box underneath you and sitting onto that box. Maybe it's not full range of motion, you know, while you work yourself into getting onto a box, uh, you know, a full range of motion back squat, not necessarily throwing a thousand pounds on the bar and squatting all the way till, you know, your butt touches the ground. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just setting the bar to 135 and working that technique onto the box and off the box. And then as you build up, you know, range of motion, you get to a lower box and then a lower box. And then finally you're getting at 135 or even 95 pounds and just going, butt all the way to the ground and squatting. And now we can go ahead and now we can start adding weight. Now we can start building up the range of motion. Yeah. I think that's one of the hard parts about, uh, going to a CrossFit gym in a military town, right? Everyone is, is very macho and and wants to do the, the programming RX, but you've always been very good at explaining, um, 
what each workout is supposed to accomplish in the grand scheme of things. And Hey, this is supposed to be a seven minute effort. If it's going to be, you know, 12 or more, you need to scale down the weight, right? Because you're not meeting the intent. You're going to beat yourself down and not be able to train the next couple of days. If, if you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, we see that a lot, uh, especially, yeah, like you said, in our town. Um, and it's just, it's just the macho, you know, ego society that we live in. Uh, and then the army does that to people. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily their fault. It's just, you're, you're bound to a bunch of type A individuals. Um, it just is what it is. So understanding that, you know, there's workouts, uh, you know, probably the most infamous one is Fran, which is a 21, 15, nine of thrusters and pull-ups. Um, that workout should be less than five minutes for sure. Uh, the world record is under two minutes. If you can't do the workout with the weights and the pull-ups in under five minutes, you're kind of missing the intent of the workout. Mm-hmm. So you either scale the weight to even just a PVC pipe. We've, we've had people do the workout with just a PVC pipe. And instead of doing barbell thrusters, they do a PVC pipe thruster. And then for pull-ups, you know, they'll do jumping pull-ups or they'll do banded pull-ups or we'll, we'll even set a barbell in the rig and have them row, you know, hold on to the barbell and pull to the barbell. Uh, they don't do full pull-ups, but the intent is to move as fast as you possibly can on that particular workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do it in under five minutes, it's not bad. It's not detrimental, but you're missing the intent of that particular workout. That makes sense. Well, if, if you have individuals listening that are, are kind of struggling with that intent piece, or they, they know they want to get back in shape, but they're not really sure what that looks like. Um, as a coach, what would your advice be to them as far as trying to figure out what that means is even if it's, you know, frequency of working out or results, um, centered, like what would your advice be? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I struggle with this question. Uh, one thing I was like thinking about was, you know, for the first, first things first is like, find a coach, find somebody who can give you intent of the workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we live in this, you know, social, I, I can't stand social media personally. Um, but we live in this social media society. We see all these people doing things on social media, not realizing that, Hey, it took them years to get to that level. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't see how many failures they had going into that workout. You know, there's, there's way more failures in those and that people, than people let on to believe, Mm -hmm. you know? So first things first, I would tell people to find a coach and help them help them explain the intent of that workout. Uh, people text me all the time and I have zero issues, you know, responding. text messages are easy to say, Hey, this is, you know, I understand this is what you want to do today, but this is where we need to be today. This is the goal of today's workout. Uh, I'll, you know, and unlike a lot of people, I'll tell some, there's a lot of times I tell people just stay home today. Mm -hmm. Don't come to the gym because when they get to the gym, yeah, you know, for some people, Getting to the gym is the win, mm-hmm. but for a lot of them, that's their loss because they come in and yeah, they're tired, they're sore, they weren't going to come in, but you got them to come to the gym and then they push themselves too hard and their body was telling them to take a day off anyway. And now they get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to listen to your body. Your body is this amazing structure. It'll tell you when you need to take a rest day and when you don't need to take a rest day, you know, and it is a fine balance and you got to know when you're just lying to yourself that, Hey, I'm too sore to go to the gym today, or I'm just too lazy to go to the gym today. 
and understanding what your body is telling you, truly telling you. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, for folks that don't uh, live in the Clarksville area, you offer distance programming um, that's, it has its foundation in, in the conjugate method and it's only 10 bucks a month. And on your, your Spotify channel, you give the intent for each workout. Yeah. Uh, on our daily, yeah. Our daily podcast, we put out, uh, you know, this is, this is the workout today. This is what our goal, this is what our intent is. And the, what we, what we like to do in our programming is we hit all time domains. One day we might be a really fast sub five minute workout. The next day, maybe a 20 minute workout, you know, so when my app, uh, you know, on Thursday of this week, we're doing a hero workout. It's going to be 45 minutes, you know? Uh, but I promise you the day before that is a very short workout, mm-hmm. you know, and the next day is a very, is a relatively short workout. Um, but balancing all those different styles of working out, um, this is kind of why I like CrossFit. This is why I like, uh, the conjugate system is it doesn't beat down any one particular aspect of fitness and just doesn't beat up one particular aspect of life. It's constantly changing and constantly changing not just the stimulus, but, you know, the intensity levels of the workouts. Yeah. Well, if, if somebody's interested in checking out that program, where can they find it? So they can find us on, uh, you know, you can go to our website and you can download, you know, you can download the SugarWatt app. And then for $10 a month, you sign up for our, you know, you get access to our SugarWatt daily program at five o'clock every day. It gets pushed to you. You don't even need to do anything. At 4 4 a.m. every morning Central Time, you'll get a, uh, the podcast gets released and we push out the, uh, the intent, the stimulus of that workout for that particular day. It's a three, three minute podcast and you just listen to it on your way to the gym. Awesome. Well, I'll put that link in the notes for anyone who's interested. Good stuff. Well, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about circumstances and how they impact your approach, whether it's physical or mental. Um, I know you've worked with uh, pregnant women, new moms, military folks that just came back from the field and all those circumstances impact, you know, training and scaling and, and, you know, the intent of the workout. Um, I know when my daughter was born, I was, I was doing comp train, right. And I thought I could stick with it. Um, and it was actually really detrimental because I wasn't sleeping and, and eating the way that I needed to be in order for that program, uh, to, to help me achieve the things I wanted to achieve. So, you know, what, in general, what are your thoughts on, on circumstances and how those folks need to approach training? Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that you got to know what your priority is in life. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of are, I'd say the word scared. I I think a lot of people are scared to recognize that, Hey, your priorities have changed, you know, um, you know, Comtrain, you know, like you brought it up. Comtrain is a great program. I mean, Ben Bergeron is a, is a genius when it comes down to physical training. Um, especially in the CrossFit world, but you know, people don't, people don't realize that Ben Bergeron doesn't do comp train. Ben Bergeron <laughs> works out one time a day. Uh, yep. Ben Bergeron's priorities are not competing in the sport of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Bergeron's priorities are his family. He talks about it. He talks about it on his podcast, how he's home at seven o'clock period every single day. Mm-hmm. He makes sure makes it his priority to be home every day at seven o'clock. Um, if you just have a kid, you know, 
you have to recognize that your priorities are going to change. And working out for two, three hours a day is probably not what you want to do anymore. It's probably not what needs to be done, you know? Uh, And, you know, good on you. That's, that's a great thing to have. Like having a kid is a great thing um, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, And if that's, you just got to recognize that your priorities have changed, Um, you know, to a lesser aspect when you get injured your priority now is not to set that new back squat personal record. Your Mm -hmm. priority now is to recover first, Mm -hmm. you know, and then after you recover, then you can start changing your priorities again to hitting that new record deadlift, a new record back squat. Uh, If you're not sleeping, you know, you got to take, you got to remember that your priorities need to change for that week to focus Mm -hmm. on getting enough sleep. And then you can start focusing, prioritizing on your training you know, and it's, it's a lot of, especially in, you know, a lot of, uh, male dominated areas of the world, they just tend to focus solely on performance. They don't recognize that the, your priorities have to change daily. Sometimes what's my priority today, not necessarily what's my priority 10 weeks from now. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, looking back at that situation and, um, you know, I, I think it's okay to, to say, Hey, this, this approach is temporary. Maybe it's for the next three months while, you know, the, the baby's not um, sleeping the way we, we like him or her to sleep. Or, uh, you know, to your point, I, I have this injury that I'm dealing with. Hey, I'm going to take it easy for the next, you know, month and a half and kind of go into maintenance mode, right? And, and do what I can, but not overdo it. Um, and then after that, we'll reassess and, and maybe we go back to that, that same mindset if the circumstances allow Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of people, I think, you know, don't always understand the, you know, when you get injured, it doesn't mean everything has to stop, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I, I love the conjugate system. The conjugate system that we follow is they, they go by an 80, 20 rule. 20% of their training is the, is the big lifts, the back squat, the deadlift and the bench press. The other 80% of their time, they're doing accessory work. They're doing things to build up the small muscle groups around the big lips. They're working on their glute strength or their hamstring strength or their quad strength, you know, upper back strength, all those things that build up the big lips. So in, and the beauty of it is if you do get injured, if you do find a place that, you know, Hey, I tweaked my hamstrings last week on that, on that workout. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they have to stop training because they follow this 80, 20 rule. They can just work those accessory lifts and continue to build muscle mass and help recover from that injury. So when they pick up a barbell, the back squat again, they, uh, they're, you know, it won't be the first time in weeks that they've done that. Mm -hmm. Um, myself, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, at a competition, uh, and tweaked my groin and it didn't stop my training. It reprioritized my training. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't stop working out. I was able to just find different accessory work around the injury without re-aggravating the injury. Yeah. Well, even, even traveling, right. I know you and I, you know, back in the day have had some discussion about when you travel for, for work, whether it's in the military or on the civilian side, there, there's certain equipment that travels pretty well. And again, you can kind of go into maintenance mode, even if you don't have a barbell available, you can still make some forward progress with rings or bands or jump ropes, 
um, your running shoes, right? They're, you yeah. know, is scale down. Oh, I, I, I have my jump rope with me whenever I travel, you yeah. know, because that's the one thing you can't really find at a hotel gym. Um, a lot of people feel like if you don't go into the big, the big box gym or if you don't go to your local CrossFit gym that you can't get a workout in, there's, there's a workout that can be done anywhere. Uh, you know, Jocko Willink is famous for talking about it. You know, there's no place that you can't do a burpee. You know, and if you, <laughs> you do seven minutes of burpees, I promise you're going to get a good workout in. Yep. Um, stop looking for excuses not to train rather than finding a reason to train. There's there's a huge world out there. There's always a ledge to do box jumps on. Mm -hmm. You know, you can put your feet up on a fence and do, you know, elevated push-ups. You know, there's always different ways to change up the dynamic of your training as well. Yeah, don't let perfect get in the way of progress. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean... There's always a hill. There's always a hill to do some hill sprints. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. No matter how much we don't want to do them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, you know, if, if, you know, the new year's coming up, a lot of people are going to have new year's resolutions uh, pretty soon here. If, if, you know, somebody's a beginner, a novice, and they're, they're looking to get in shape, um, do you have any other advice aside from uh, what we talked about that you would give them to, make sure that they're successful in their endeavors. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I tell everyone don't go, you know, don't go all in right away. Start mm -hmm. out, make slow progress. I think a lot of, you know, there's the giant joke, the memes that go around of the, uh, the gym on gym on January 1st is packed. And then the gym on February 1st is completely empty again. Yeah. And I think a reason for that is everybody, for one thing, they wait till January 1st to change their life. You know, you shouldn't start, you shouldn't wait till January 1st to change your life. Yeah. Maybe you want to wait till January 1st to join the gym membership, but you know, on December 3rd, you should start walking, you know, you yeah. should, you should grab your kids and go for a walk or grab your significant other and just go walk around the neighborhood and make slow progress getting into it. Um, as that goes along, you know, then you can start building up the intensity inside the gym and then start following you know, different programs. I think a lot of people just go January 1st, they go all in. And mm -hmm. by January 5th, their body's just completely sore and wrecked that you start taking the one, two days off, you know, and then one day off turns into two, two turns into three. And then next thing you know, you're back to where you started. Yep. Uh, start off slow one day on one day off, you know, and then you can go into the, the old school crossing model, which is three days on one day off. Mm -hmm. you know, and slow, again, slow progress. Uh, and then, you know, don't try to go to the gym every single day, make it that, make it that something that you're excited to go do. And if you're not excited to go, don't necessarily, you know, yes, there's those days that you just have to push yourself to go to the gym. But if you're not excited to go to the gym one day, go do something else. There's physical, like we talked about, there's physical fitness anywhere you want it to be mm -hmm. inside your house, do seven minutes of burpees you know, yep. take the kids, go for a walk. You know, we, uh, we do a lot of sled pushes, sled drags in, uh, in the CrossFit world. What's stopping you from tying a strap to the front of your stroller and, you know, pulling your stroller instead of pushing your stroller or push the stroller, you know, add some weights to the front of it and just start pushing the stroller around. Yep. You'll still get physical fitness that way. And now you're involving your kids and now you're sh setting the example for your kids as well. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, 
Yeah. And, and they see everything, right? I mean, it's, it's so crazy. My daughter's three now and she sees us in our, our garage gym. She sees us running and she wants to do those things. And it's pretty cool. Um, the only thing I would add to what you said was good habits beget good habits, right? So even if you're starting small and you go for that, that walk, you're, you're more likely to want to eat well at that point. You're more likely to want to sleep well and every, you know, it's kind of like a domino effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you, cause you brought up sleeps, you know, we in, in Western culture have demonized sleep, you yeah. know? Uh, I think I know a lot of people that just, if they feel if they're sleeping, they're not doing anything. They're wasting time. Mm -hmm. Sleep is natural. Sleep is something your body needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm not saying don't wake up early and don't attack the world with vigor, but at the same time, you know, a lot of, you know, we get home and we've, we've prioritized going to the bar at night and not sleeping, you know, going to bed early. Mm -hmm. Rather than, you know, I wake up, I wake up around 4.50 every single day. That's my, that's my routine. 4.50 every day I wake up. Um, and in my mind, if I sleep past 4.50, I'm letting the world get ahead of me. I'm mm -hmm. trying to beat everything. So that's when I, you know, I do my, you know, my meditation in the morning, my prayers, my reading, all that stuff. I do all that selfish, those selfish things for myself. I do them at 4.50 before the world is up. Mm-hmm. That way, there's no excuse in the rest of the day not to get that stuff done. But yep. at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm winding down. Instead of watching TV, I eat dinner and I start preparing myself for bed. I start. Mm -hmm. I'll do my post, you know, end of the day mobility. Uh, I use a GoWad, and uh, it's like 10 minutes of stretching out at the end of the day. And people don't realize how stretching out just shuts your body down and really helps you sleep. Um, but it's just 10 minutes of stretching out and just quiet upstairs, no TV, no nothing, just trying to shut my brain down. So that nine o'clock I'm in bed ready for the next day. Um, we spend so much time on Netflix and YouTube and Instagram that we don't never let our brain shut down. We overstimulate it and we never get the true sleep we need. Yeah, I, I cannot agree more. Well, good stuff, man. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, man. Uh, like I said, I, you know, I'm available. Uh, you can always, uh, you know, register, sign up for our programming on, on, in, uh, on our website. Uh, from there, you can go ahead and, uh, sign up. You can listen to our daily podcast. We're always putting out the intent of all the workouts and, uh, we're, you know, the beauty of a CrossFit gym is it becomes a community, becomes a family and you know, we're all in it together. We're all in the sh same struggles together. You know, just cause somebody's in shape doesn't mean they don't struggle going to the gym either. So, mm -hmm. you know, you saying, Hey, get, you know, get your butt up, get, go, get going to the gym. You know, you're helping somebody else, you know? So it's, it's, it's all one big community. We're all helping each other trying to find that, you know, work life balance that everybody's searching for. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. I, I do really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing your time and all your insight and, and perspective. It's been very valuable and, and I think it'll help a lot of people go ahead and get started or continue on their fitness journey. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Matt.